Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. Did you miss me? I missed you. And yes, it is me. This is not a replay. It's not a best of. I am live and in the chair. Let's have a blast tonight. Gosh, I have missed it. I have missed it. I've been on vacation. Okay, don't worry. I would guess an hour or so from now. No, an hour or so from now, we have Medal of Honor Monday, and it's a really cool one. It's a Korean War veteran. But at some point in the show, I'm going to go full-out woman on Facebook, and I'm going to tell you about my vacation as if you care. (laughs) You know, women do that all the time on Facebook. Oh, look, we're having such a blast in Tahiti. Oh, Jenny didn't even like mine. I'm so mad about it. So don't worry. I'll tell you all about the vacation. I just rub it in everyone's face, Chris, especially yours. We have, in all seriousness, we have a great show. Uh, Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, he is the inventor of mRNA. He went on Joe Rogan's show. Joe Rogan has a great show, three hours long. He went on Joe Rogan's show, and he dropped truth bomb after truth bomb about vaccines and coronavirus and what the government is doing and Pfizer. And it is, it's jaw-dropping stuff. It's stuff that's so jaw-dropping He's being censored all over the place. So we're going to play you a lot of that tonight because if they're censoring something, that tells me it's something we all need to hear. So we'll be playing a lot of that tonight. We are, are of course, going to take some time and make fun of Joe Biden. I am under fire, apparently, according to the communists. I actually may get to that here in a couple minutes. I'm under fire, according to the communists. So we'll talk about that. We have Fox Fox News' very own Lisa Booth. Got to hang out with her a little bit in Florida this weekend. She's awesome, so she has some things to say. But first and foremost, I wanted to prep you for what what's going to be a brutal week if you don't know what's going on. And here's, here's what I'm talking about. This is an actual headline from the biggest newspaper in the country. Every day is January 6th now. That's one headline. I could read for you 10 headlines just like this. Today's January 3rd. Now, I went to community college, but let me see. That tells me we're just, I don't know, four or five days away from January 6th. I didn't major in math, all right? But either way, we're very close to January 6th. You're going to be barraged with January 6th insanity all week long. There's a reason for it, a specific reason for it. You're going to get this both barrels everywhere you turn all week long. And we're still learning more about the attack and we're still processing what it meant to the country and to our lives. So, Hunter, is there a disconnect between the people who were there that day in D.C. and the people who were not? You know, someone like me who only watched it on TV. Will I ever really get it? You know I think this was a really unique incident. This was a pre-vaccination moment, and a lot of the D.C. press corps was, you know, working from home, working remotely. They didn't see this firsthand. Due to the crowds, due to the law enforcement response, cell signals were jammed. So there was a bit of a delay also in that footage getting out. And I think that distance, coupled with the fact that we see active attempts to deny the reality of what occurred, have sort of prevented people from realizing what happened that day. You know, there's a bit of an informal network of reporters um, who've been through it. Okay, okay, okay. Just, just, you know, I can't, I can't do anymore, Chris. We're all, we're all dying. I, I can feel, I can actually feel my testosterone levels dropping the longer I listen to Brian Stelter on the news. So we're, we're going to stop with all this for now. It was a long news story about the news reporters talking about how traumatized they were. January 6th, the insurrection, the coup. 
allow me to prepare you for what's about to come. It's going to be every day. Every day until January 6th. And that will be the crescendo. Chris, I learned that word this weekend. Or What? I was on vacation and doing some reading. So I started Googling words that I wanted to use. Promised myself I was going to lose use crescendo in the opening of my show. Boom. Just pulled it off in your stupid face. Anyway, it's going to build to a crescendo on January 6th. And they're going to pretend like it is some solemn day. They're going to act like it's the anniversary of 9-11. They're going to act like it's the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Why? Here's why. Because what you understand why it's going to be less jarring, all right? Right now, right now, Democrats are, well, they're without foundation. The older part of the party understands actually very well that the younger communist part of the party that's taken over, they understand they're radical and they're yanking the party to the left and the country doesn't like it and that they don't have anything to hold on to. President's unpopular, vice president's unpopular, Nancy Pelosi, I mean, gosh, who's who's rooting for her? The, the entire party's unpopular, Biden's approval rating, that's what they have. But I had an old lawyer friend of mine, I've known him for a long time, and he used to tell me this. He used to say... Look, if I go into a trial, he's a defense attorney. He said, and I, and I have the facts on my side. If they're with me, well, then I will pound the facts all day long. If, if uh, somebody, if the, the bank was robbed at 9 p.m. and I have a credit card receipt, right here, my, my client was across town at 9 p.m. He was buying a new pair of socks. He said, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that quietly, and I'm not going to say it second or third. It's going to lead, and it's going to be loud. I have the receipt right here. My client couldn't have done this because I have the facts. And he said, what if I don't have the facts? Well, then what if I have the truth? Okay, I don't have a credit card receipt, but my client was legitimately across town at 9 p.m. He could not have committed the robbery. I'm going to scream that till the cows come home. My client was with his girlfriend at 9 p.m. He could never have done that. Which always begs the question, what if you don't have anything? What if you don't have the facts? And what if you don't have the truth? What if he might have done it? He said, well, then I pound the table. Meaning that I just get really, really loud and I distract about something else, something completely unrelated. What you're seeing this week with this huge hyper-focus on January 6th is not actually any of these people caring about January 6th. None of them do. None of them were concerned in the least about what happened on January 6th. None of them think it was an insurrection. None of them think it was a coup. They've used January 6th up to this point as an excuse to align the federal government against you and me and treat us like enemies of the state. That's what they're going to do. But this week, this week it's them pounding the table because we have a presidency in crisis and we are now officially only 10 months away from the midterm elections and a bloodbath for Democrats. And they simply don't have any of anything else. They don't have a leg to stand on. They don't have facts. They don't have the credit card receipts. They don't have truth. They don't have anything. The numbers and all these people, these people live and die for numbers, right? That's all they care about is poll numbers. The numbers say America hates these people. 
They hate them on every single issue. Now, it's not that America loves Republicans, because Republicans suck, let's be honest, but America hates Democrats on everything. Well, be, It's well beyond inflation and the price at the pump and the vaccine mandates in Afghanistan and the border. On every single issue, they are taking a beating. They don't have anything. There's not a thing they can point to and say, hey, look, look, look how well this is going. See this? See the facts? They don't. So what do they have? They have to try to redirect your attention and my attention to something that they think is a winning issue for them. And by the way, they did a bunch of polling after January 6th, and they were so effective at at, at just gaslighting the public into believing it was an insurrection. It was an effective issue for them for about six months. The public was really mad about it, and then people started waking up going, I I feel like you're taking this too far. This What? No. So they're going to try now all week. You're going to have to endure a week of this, of them trying to turn your head away from everything they don't want you focusing on and focusing on something they want. Don't fall into the trap. I I might bring up January 6th, depending on how insane they get throughout the week. I'll probably end up repeating myself once or twice for anyone who wasn't listening, but just know. As you get waterboarded with January 6th, this and the end of America and worse than 9-11. And it, it was such a trauma. I love when Brian Stelter said that too. The trauma reporters went to. Oh, you bunch of losers. Trauma. Anyway, as you get barraged with that this week, just understand there's a purpose to it. There's a purpose to it. They're trying to turn your head. All right. We have a great show. Medal of Honor Monday. Uh, just trying to give everyone an early heads up. I've been geeking out on the Korean War, and it's a Korean War veteran for Medal of Honor Monday, and the chances I'm going to go off on a little history tirade in about an, about 45 minutes from now are pretty strong. Why, Chris? I can get distracted. It's my show. I've been on vacation, Chris. I have things I need to say. I have things I need to get off my chest. <laughs> but we'll come back with a lot of this Robert Malone stuff. Have you ever heard of mass formation psychosis? I had not, but I was going to pretend like I understood what that word meant. But I've actually looked it up, and Dr. Robert Malone is going to explain that to all of us here in just a second. But first, I know you've heard this. I know you've heard about the testosterone levels in our society, how they're at an all-time low. It's not that they're low or that they're plummeting. They're at an all-time low. So at a time in our country where we need strong men more than ever, where we need testosterone levels at an all-time high They're at an all-time low. And, fellas, Father Time is undefeated. It's coming. It's coming for all of us. I'm telling you about Chalk.com for a reason. C-H-O-Q.com. One, they're an American company with U.S. manufacturing. Two, they believe what you believe, and they believe what I believe. Talk about putting our money where our morals are. That's them. But also, I take Chalk Daily and Chalk's Tomcat 100 every single day. Tomcat 100 boosts free testosterone by 87% in just 21 days. Chalk Daily, watch your testosterone, total testosterone increase. Fellas, quit messing around. Get ahead of it now. It works. And by the way, these aren't injections. These are natural herbal supplements, which is what you need. Natural. Nature. Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Use the code JESSE, and that gets you 50% off. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com
It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and apparently we're still playing Smashing Pumpkins. Chris, I thought we've talked about that. I thought I thought we've had this conversation about the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm so excited about Medal of Honor Monday, about 45 minutes from now. Medal of Honor Monday is, it's, I don't want to look, I don't want to give away too much. It's a Korean War veteran, and you see a lot of people go on vacation, because I just got back from vacation. I'll explain, you know what, give me, give me 10 minutes and I'll explain the whole vacation thing, because who doesn't love to hear about other people's vacation? <laughs> but anyway, a lot of people go on vacation, and they like to do a bunch of stuff with other people. I, I like to read. I like to, oh, I know, Chris, it's so embarrassing. I'm such an old person now. I'm my dad. I remember when we went on vacations and I was a kid and we would, would go down to the pool or something like that. You stayed at a hotel with a pool. That was a vacation. It's considered a vacation. And and I would want to do stuff. Hey, let's go do stuff. Let's do this. Let's do that. And my old man would just be sitting there reading a book, finally enjoying some peace and quiet, just finally enjoying himself. And, and no, I, I want to read a book. Oh, it was, I think, the second night of the vacation. First night we get there, we went out, and we were uh, in Hollywood, Florida, by the way, which I love. I'd never been there before. It was nice. I didn't even know there was a Hollywood, Florida, but it's nice. It was really nice. We go down to Hollywood, Florida, and the first night we go out, and we check out a couple restaurants, you know, check out a bar here and whatnot. The second night, the second night, there's a live band playing at the hotel, and the wife is, she's one of these social animals. And let's go out. I want to, let's have fun. And I was thinking, or... I could read my book in the room and we could go to bed early. She was so upset. At 7.30 at night, I was sitting in bed reading my book and she's sitting, are you seriously doing this on vacation? (laughs) And I did. I stayed right there that night and didn't leave. I was in bed by nine, slept like a baby. (laughs) Anyway, I've been doing a lot of reading on the Korean War. I've just been really super geeking out on the Korean War War. In our Medal of Honor citation tonight for Medal of Honor Monday is going to be a Korean War guy. And I'm not guaranteeing you that I'm going to do this. The chances I'm going to go off on the Korean War and do a bit of a history tangent in about 45 minutes after the Medal of Honor segment, they're pretty strong. I know we have a lot of news and I want to get to emails and everything else, but... Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to be talking about the Korean War a little bit tonight. You just have to deal with that. But first, but first, I realize there's other big stuff out there. You know what mass formation psychosis is? First of all, let me introduce this guy. Dr. Robert Malone is his name. He is the inventor of mRNA. Right? So he's the guy who created it. He is the expert's expert. He is the inventor. This isn't some oaf. This isn't me. This is someone with an actual education here. He is the inventor of it. He went on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I I don't think I have to explain to you who Joe Rogan is, but in case you don't know, he has a gigantic podcast out there. One of, if not the biggest in the country, it's huge. And he just really has a really sharp niche now where he gets the sharpest people on from all sides. And he just sits and interviews them and picks their brains and gets information. And before I play this for you, because I have several clips of Dr. Robert Malone, I want, I want to be clear about something here. You really need to listen to every word he says, and not because I agree with it or not because I think it's smart, although I do agree with it, and it is very smart. You need to listen to every word he says because the system is scared to death of it. Scared to death of it. Joe Rogan's show is gigantic. YouTube already took this entire episode and deleted it. 
they will not allow this episode to play with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Robert Malone's Twitter account, it's a social media site in case you don't know, gone. They already took it away. The system is scared to death of what this man has to say. Now, why would you be so scared of what the inventor of MRNA has to say? Oh, I don't know. And this clip is a little longer than I normally play. I may butt in here. Sorry if I do. I know he's really smart, but I have things I like to say. Sometimes I interrupt, Chris. (laughs) But anyway, this is Dr. Robert Malone talking about mass formation psychosis. Basically, European intellectual inquiry into what the heck happened in Germany in the 20s and 30s. You know, very intelligent, highly educated population, and they went barking mad. How did that happen? The answer is mass formation psychosis. When you have a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety and a sense that things don't make sense, we can't understand it, and then their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis, they literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. Pause there real quick. I'm going to play it again. Pause it real quick. I'm going to continue on, but did you hear what he just said? A society that's been disconnected from each other and i think we can all agree all of us we are disconnected now and a lot of that is because of our phones and social media and that is not me pointing fingers at you i spend too much time on my phone i do i spend too much time on my phone i'm starting to catch myself being on my phone when I should be talking to my sons, talking to the wife, talking to the neighbor, I'm on my phone. I don't want to call it a New Year's resolution because, I mean, what can I improve, Chris? What, Chris? But in all seriousness, I need to be better. But I realize that's all of us. Too much time on our phone, too much time not connected. Go get on, maybe you don't live somewhere where there's mass transit, a subway or something like that. Maybe you do. Go get on a subway. I mean, maybe, maybe you're right by New York's subway system. Maybe you're away from it, but go get on the subway. Look at everybody on there besides the people who are pooping on the floor. What's every single person doing? They're all on their phones. Even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe, go get down on the subway. Everyone's not necessarily talking to each other, but making eye contact. Maybe they are, but we are a disconnected society. And because we got disconnected, we started fluttering in the wind. We started fluttering in the wind, and, well, what happened? What happened was something huge popped up in America. And because we weren't grounded with our friends and family and neighbors anymore, we were just, gosh, I hate to even say it like this. We were ripe for the picking. We were. We were wounded and weak, and they got us. And I'm going to keep playing that clip. As soon as we get back, I actually ran out of time. I forgot time management on vacation. You're going to have to work with me on this. I'll keep playing that clip, and I have a bunch of other Robert Malone stuff. It's going to explain so much to us. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I told you we were going to unpack all this Robert Malone stuff. I still can't get over my big I told you so, Chris. I'm just so happy about, look, obviously, I'm not happy about calling out the communists and being right all the time. I wish people knew what a huge burden that was. But, man, does it feel good. And remember, kids, 
There's nothing you can't accomplish in life if you just focus on yourself, right? If it's not like other people matter. <laughs> all right, in all seriousness, I, Chris, play number eight from the very beginning because I, of course, interrupted him. It's a longer clip. I interrupted him. Dr. Robert Malone, in case you missed it, he's the inventor of mRNA. He did an extended interview with Joe Rogan, one that's already been deleted from YouTube, and they took away his Twitter account. And he starts it out. I've got a few different things I want to play you. Here's what he had to say about mass formation psychosis. Basically, European intellectual inquiry into what the heck happened in Germany in the 20s and 30s. You know, very intelligent, highly educated population, and they went barking mad. How did that happen? The answer is mass formation psychosis. When you have a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety and a sense that things don't make sense, we can't understand it. And then their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis. They literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. And one of the aspects of that phenomena is the people that they identify as their leaders, the ones typically that come in and say, you have this pain and I can solve it for you. I and I alone, okay, can fix this problem for you, okay? Then they will lead, they will follow that person through, it doesn't matter whether they lie to him or whatever. The data are irrelevant. And furthermore, anybody who questions that narrative is to be immediately attacked. They are the other. This is central to mass formation psychosis. Any of that sound familiar at all? None of that sounded familiar, right? Here we were dancing around last year, a country we were, I mean, I hate, I hate using words that are so overplayed. We were a country divided, but remember how viciously they were attacking Trump. We were picking at each other, certainly not a united nation. And then coronavirus got here. And all of a sudden, think about this. Think, think how it has dominated the news cycle for two years now. Two years. Two years. Coronavirus, coronavirus, vaccines, masks, social distancing, coronavirus, COVID, coronavirus, COVID. It's all anyone can talk about ever. It got the whole country focused on one thing. Weird, isn't it? Boy, and boy, that mass formation psychosis from Robert Malone, how people can't see the truth now, even if they're being lied to. Chris, it almost I almost feel like I've heard that somewhere before. Ideological subversion is, is the slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychology. Pause it real quick because I realize I should probably update everybody. This, the voice you're hearing is Yuri Bezmanov. He was KGB, obviously Soviet KGB. He defected to the West. I've encouraged you to watch this whole thing before. Let me do it again. This entire, I think it's an hour and a half long video, is still on YouTube. He did an extended interview where he sat down and explained what the Soviets did in America. In America. All right? That's what he's explaining here. This is from 1984. This is the year. Anyway, continue, Chris. Or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. 
the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. Uh, pause for just one moment, Chris. Pause for just one moment. One thing that strikes me, and I've heard this clip a hundred times. You, you listen to the show, you've heard the clip a hundred times. And I'll keep playing these for you time and time again until everyone has heard it. One thing that strikes me, though, is this. How purposeful they were about what they did here. I mean, isn't this crazy? As I go through this step, as I go through this, this clip, uh, how they had all the steps down. It's not just they're not just over here willy-nilly. Oh, should we try to infiltrate this group? No, no, they have steps down. Remember something. We will always be at a disadvantage when it comes to things like espionage and subterfuge. We will always be at a disadvantage to the communists. The communists invented these things. You ever talk to somebody in the intelligence world, they will tell you everyone is behind the Soviets. Well, now the Russians. Everyone. Even Israel. As great as Israel is at that stuff, even they'll tell you, oh, the Russians are the best. The Russians are the best. They invented it. Exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans. Pause on that for a moment because this is important. Most of it's done by Americans to Americans, and it's reached places that this is from 1984, so that's 40 years ago, even the communists never dreamt of. What are they talking about here? Have we ever really unpacked that our Federal Bureau of Investigation has declared war on the right? Have we unpacked how dangerous it is that the Center for Disease Control is controlled by leftists? The communists would have never dreamt of that. Not in a million years would the communists have dreamt of success at that level. They were trying. You know, they, they always knew they were going to be able to get into Hollywood and get them to produce some propaganda films. They knew that I mean, they knew they're going to get the high school social study teachers teacher here. They, they knew that. They never dreamt that all the leadership of society would be pressing their message all the time. That's one part. The other part is this, by Americans to Americans. We talk about communism all the time on the show because co- anti-communism is all that matters now. I don't care about your factions on the right. You either come together and fight the communists or we're all finished. That's a fact. So many of the communists will respond. We get all this hate mail all the time, which I don't mind. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's fine. Your love, your hate, your death threats, everything's welcome. We get all this hate mail, and this is one of the main themes. I'm not a communist. It's not communism. What are you talking about, communism? And here's the thing. Part of me sympathizes because they don't even know that's what it is. Because it's not some Soviet, it's not some Soviet spy teaching them these things. Oh, maybe it was that 40, 50 years ago. 
Now it's been passed down so many times. What you're seeing is a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. So they're being taught communism. They believe in communism and the destruction of the right and the destruction of everything you hold dear. And they don't even understand what it is they believe. They don't know. They don't know it at all. They genuinely think so many of these dollars out there now, they think they're preaching tolerance. They do. That's how crazy it's gotten. That's where we are now. But that's actually not the worst part of the whole Robert Malone thing. The worst part is actually the part I'm about to play you. We talked about adult conversations in the beginning of the show, how we have to be adults and accept some hard truths out there. Man, I've got a hard truth for you. Hang on just a second, but first. Timeshares. Here's the thing people who've never had one don't understand about timeshare. When you get stuck in one, you're stuck for life. I've heard stories before about kids having to pay off their parents' yearly dues. And yearly dues, sometimes they've doubled. Lone Star Transfer has helped over 14,000 owners legally, and I can't stress this enough, permanently get out of their never-ending timeshare fees. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, five-star testimonials all over the place. It's a guarantee they will release you of all liability in writing and within a specific time frame. Give them a call. There's no obligation. It's free. 844-310-2646. The consultation is free. 844 844- 3102646 or online at lonestartransfer.com. One more time, 8443102646. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly show. It is the Jesse Kelly show and don't forget my TV show's on tonight, too, and I have to say, honestly, this is just impartial. Just impartially, I look fantastic today. My TV show's on at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight on the first TV, so tune in to that. I'm gonna get, I'll get back to this Dr. Robert Malone stuff. I just wanted to address a couple emails because I got a little bit behind. You kept sending them over the, over the weekend or over the vacation, and you know I read every email. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They all go right to Chrissy prints them out for me. I read them. There were a lot of emails today. We may end up having to dial back on that. I read every one thing here shortly, but a couple of these made me laugh. So we brought our six. So we bought our six-year-old some shoes for Christmas. <laughs> Immediately after unwrapping, she side eyes us and says, "Jesse Kelly will have something to say about these." They were flats. <laughs> I said, said I can say his name. His name is Daniel from San Diego. <laughs> That's so funny. God bless that kid. She's already got things figured out. She knows. There's no flats. You can't believe you bought your daughter flats. Have some class. <laughs> Don't forget Medal of Honor Monday coming up uh, 10 minutes from now. Just look. Heads up for everyone. As I warned you earlier in the show. I am doing, I obsess on things. Uh, It's not healthy. You definitely don't want to be that way. I'm the guy, I'm that guy. When I hear a song I like, I will download the song 
and that I will listen to it like 25 times in a row until I hate it and can't listen to it anymore. If I find a food place I like, I found one on vacation. The wife was mad at me by day three because I wanted to go there every single meal. It was this little dumpy hole in the wall, but it had all the scratch made food. So I loved it. I obsess on things. This goes for all my history obsessions too. I was on a huge Pacific War version of World War II kick where I was just deep diving into it. Everything I did, every book, every documentary was on that. I picked up a couple new books, and I've done some reading on the Korean War. I'm way geeking out on the Korean War, and Medal of Honor Monday is about 10 minutes from now. I'm probably going to do a little bit of history on Medal of Honor Monday. I can't help myself, Chris. I've been on vacation. I need this outlet, okay? I need it. What am I going to do? Talk to other people? (laughs) Be ridiculous. Not a question. More of a comment, but I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Obviously, your show is growing massively with the Target demo, and I suspect there's a specific reason for that. Basically, you're a father. My generation, he says millennials, are largely fatherless. So, some literally so, others with weak or feckless or simply unmasculine men filling the role. It's even worse with Generation Z. We are desperate for strong masculine leadership, wisdom, guidance, and experience, and it's evident you have these things in spades. I believe many have not been able to put a point on exactly why they're drawn to men like you who are genuinely and in good faith providing building blocks for us to provide to become better people. Masculinity is making a comeback, and I'm grateful for men like you leading the charge. If you don't know him already, look up John Doyle. I don't know who that guy is. My many is on him to be the next voice of our generation, intelligence, so on and so forth. Godspeed and Happy New Year. You know, I don't know. I guess I've never thought of it in that way. I guess I've never thought of it in that way. As you can probably tell, I just kind of tell you what I'm thinking. I just kind of tell you what's on my mind. But I've always believed, I do believe this. I mean, I just, I brought up earlier in the show when I was talking to you about Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, those natural herbal supplements. When I was bringing that up about the the record lows in testosterone, I mean, that is real. It is real. We, we are at an age now where men are becoming weaker and more effeminate, and their dads, I mean, so maybe your dad was that. And if your dad is that, you know, you're born with it. God made you that way. You want to be a strong man. Every single man wants to be a strong man. Everyone. There's not a single dude out there who in deep inside says, I really want to be weak. Every guy wants to be strong. But if you didn't have a strong male figure of any kind in your life, it's hard to do. It's hard to find. It's why I see a big thing out there now. It's not my thing, but I see a big thing out there. Masculinity coaches and uh, 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 learn how to be an alpha male. And you see a lot of that stuff out there now. And not my thing. But I will tell you, I sympathize with guys who go to that. Maybe it's not my thing because I had a strong dad. Oh, well, have a strong dad, actually. Don't die, dad. He's still here, but I have a strong dad. My dad's tough as nails. I've told you before, when I was in boot camp, at the end of boot camp, during this long, brutal thing you have to do at the end of Marine Corps boot camp called the Crucible, I kept a picture inside of my hat. We called it a cover, but inside of my hat, I kept a picture on the inside so no one could see it. It was a picture of my dad. I would look at it any time I wanted to quit, and I wanted to quit a lot, and i think, oh, man, my dad would tell me I'm a worthless little sissy if I quit now. So I had that. And I think a lot of a lot of men don't, and I sympathize with men who don't because every guy wants that, right? Every guy wants that. I'll tell you, look, I know this is going to sound small, but a little proud parent moment. 
I go to bed early last night. I'm not really a late nighter too much. I go to bed. It's like nine o'clock last night. Crash out. But I go upstairs, pray with my boys, put my boys to bed. And, and my oldest wasn't feeling that well when I put them to bed, but no big deal. So I put them to bed, go downstairs, crash. Like 930, I kind of roll over and I look up and I can tell there's a light on outside. Well, I knew I'd killed on all the, I'd kill all the lights. So obviously, as you can imagine, I'm going to go see what's going on. I go out there and pop my head out and my oldest is hunched over the couch and he's making a bed for himself on the couch. And I said, James, what's going on, buddy? He said, Dad, I'm I'm really, really sick. I said, Okay, well, why didn't you why don't you come get us? I mean, why don't you come at least get your mother? If not me, why don't you come tell somebody? I didn't want to bother anybody. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, obviously, I told him, hey man, in the future, if you wake up and you're sick as a dog, I mean, go get your mother, not me. But no, and I told him, I said, come get us. But I think that's awesome. But but that's how I tried to raise him. And maybe you're in a situation, maybe there are a lot of men out there who are in a situation where your dad didn't try to raise you in that way. That's not your fault. That's your old man's shortcomings. And maybe it was his old man's shortcomings and his old man's shortcomings. But that's a long way of me responding to the email by saying, I, I guess that could be part of it. I never thought of it that way, uh, uh, the masculinity thing. But maybe, maybe that is some kind of vacuum we feel. I don't, I don't know, Chris. I don't know. I know one thing. We feel a Medal of Honor vacuum to 10 minutes, five minutes, five minutes from now is Medal of Honor Monday. It's a Korean War veteran. It's awesome. And when we're done with that, I will finally get back to the Robert Malone stuff. Sorry, I got distracted, Chris. I get distracted. I've been on vacation. Hang on. We had a collaboration with some Chinese con- uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Whoops! <laughs> some Chinese, some Chinese. What now? What were you saying, Doctor Fauci? <laughs> it is the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, it feels so good to be back. It is about time. Hold on, I'm not going to get there quite yet. We're going to do Medal of Honor Monday in a second. I got Lisa Booth with Fox News coming up about 30 minutes from now. We're going to tackle some hard issues with her. She's going to try to defend hummus. As best she can on the show. What, Chris? What do you mean what's wrong with hummus? Don't mash up a bunch of chickpeas and pretend like this is a replacement for queso. No, we're going to have to talk about hummus. What? First of all, don't ever insult salsa like that ever. It's a lot more than mashed up. You know what? We're not getting into it right now, Chris. We're going to talk to Lisa Booth about it. I forgot. I haven't gotten back. I haven't gotten back to the uh, how I'm under fire from Yahoo News and all these idiot communists. And I have all that Robert Malone stuff. I only I only got through one clip, and there's like four of them. So there's a lot to get to tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. You know what? I may take some calls tonight. We'll see. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. But first, it is Medal of Honor Monday time, and for you new listeners. This is what Medal of Honor Monday is on the Jesse Kelly Show. As you can tell, it's not exactly a unintelligent show. You're not. You're not getting. Even though it was an accredited community college I went to, you're not going to get a lot of brains here. But we do do one decent thing all week long. We take a Medal of Honor citation, and we read it. That's it. It's not complicated. It certainly does not take any talent. 
and I obviously don't deserve any credit for it. I'm reading a piece of paper. But everyone who's ever won the Medal of Honor in this country, and most of these guys are dead, remember. you got to do something that's pretty, pretty risky to win one of these. They're all right there for everybody. Every citation's online. They're free. I don't have some special access because I have a radio show. They're all sitting right there online free. These are the men you should look up to. Not the, the, the actors and athletes and YouTube stars. These, these are the people. You read these to your kids. You read these to your kids and you say, son, that's who I want you to be. That's who you want to be in this lifetime. Nations are built on men like this. And if we don't read these citations, we forget about these men. We forget about their deeds. It's like it never happened. It exists, but it's like it never happened. You probably have never heard the name William Gordon Windrich, but you're about to. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty as a platoon sergeant of Company I, that's India Company, in action against enemy aggressor forces the night of the 1st of December 1950, promptly organizing a squad of men when the enemy launched a sudden vicious counterattack against the forward elements of his company's position, rendering it untenable, Staff Sergeant Windrich, armed with a carbine, spearheaded the assault to the top of the knoll, immediately confronting the overwhelming forces, and, under shattering hostile automatic weapons fire, mortar, and grenade fire, directed effective fire to hold back the attackers and cover the withdrawal of our troops to the commanding ground. With several of his men stuck down, struck down during the furious action and himself wounded in the head by a bursting grenade, he made his way to his company's position and, organizing a small group of volunteers, returned with them to evacuate the wounded and dying from the frozen hillside staunchly refusing medical attention himself. Immediately redeploying the remainder of his troops, Staff Sergeant Windrich placed them on the left flank of the defensive sector before the enemy again attacked in force. Wounded in the leg during the bitter fight that followed, he bravely fought on with his men, shouting words of encouragement and directing their fire until the attack was repelled. Refusing evacuation, although unable to stand, he still continued to direct his platoon in setting up a defensive positions until weakened by the bitter cold, excessive loss of blood, and severe pain. He lapsed into unconsciousness and died. His valiant leadership, fortitude, and courageous fighting spirit against tremendous odds served to inspire others to heroic endeavor in holding the objective and reflect the highest credit upon Staff Sergeant Windrich and the U.S. Naval Service. And he gallantly gave his life for his country. That's a man right there. Now, I told you I was going to geek out a little bit on the Korean War. And so I'm going to keep this very, very brief because I'm, I'm obsessing on the Korean War right now. But there's a lot of Dr. Malone stuff I want to get to. We have to get all this under fire stuff. We have, we have, we have a lot of stuff to get to in the show. So I, I, I just wanted to say this about the Korean War. Have you ever been really, really cold? And... and the show is is all over now. It's all over the state. So there are a lot of people listening who've never been really, really cold. And no, 
Southerners. I live here now, too. Okay, so I'm not pointing fingers. I live here on purpose because I love you, but no, I don't mean it's 40 degrees outside. Have you ever been in 10 below, 20 below zero? Most people have not. Most people have not. And I'm, I'm not pointing fingers if you haven't. I moved to Montana when I was 10, so I have. And I just, this is the best way I can describe it. Has it ever hurt you to breathe? When you breathe in, in cold like that, and that kind of cold, that, that's beyond the chills. Your body's not, st- not supposed to be in that environment. The human body is built for a lot of things. It's not built for that. It, it's like needles are inside of your lungs in your nose. You, you can't move. You get so cold, it doesn't just break down your body. It breaks down your spirit. Being that cold breaks down your spirit, and your hands hurt so bad, and your feet hurt. I remember I mean, I've been cold so many times in Montana, and my old man used to take me hunting with him all the time. And I remember one time you duck hunt down by rivers. We went duck hunting and you duck hunt down by rivers. Well, it's already really, really cold in Montana, oftentimes below zero in the winter times. Well, you go down by the river and it's extra cold down there. It's just something about being down by the water. And it's one thing when we would go deer hunting or elk hunting, you'd be out humping through the hills. So you're hiking up and down. You're okay until it came time to sit down. Then you're freezing to death, but you're okay because you're moving. With duck hunting, you don't move. You go to what's called a duck blind, and you sit there. And I'll never forget this as long as I live sitting in a duck blind with my old man. And I just couldn't feel my feet anymore at one point in time. They went from hurting. Oh, they were hurting for a long time to they weren't working anymore. Your feet don't function. Now, that's duck hunting with my dad. My dad's never going to let anything happen to me. Imagine, Imagine this for a moment. The Korean War. I mean, no one knows enough about the Korean War. We, we just It's called the Forgotten War for a reason. Imagine being that cold, only you're not duck hunting with your father. You're that cold, and you're with, let's call it 50 of your friends, and you're in the dark, and you're in North Korea, and you're surrounded by, I mean, they didn't know the number, but you're surrounded by more Chinese troops than you can count. You see, just a, just a little overview, because I realize that everyone comes from a different place when it comes to Korea. Korea had been colonized by the Japanese prior to World War II. It was a brutal colonization. I mean, there, there are different, I'm, I'm, and by the way, I'm not one of these guys who's anti-colonization. I think it really helped a lot of crappy parts of this world advance, but there are different degrees of colonization. There's colonization where, hey, we're going to build you a school and uh, we'll pave some roads for you, get you some running water down here, get you some modern medical care. Yeah, you're, you're, the governor in this area is going to be a puppet of ours, but hey, this is a mutual benefit thing. It's going to be a mutual benefit thing. All right, we're all good. And then there's brutal. I mean, what Belgium did in some places, Belgium, yes, if you look it up, if they, what they did in some places in Africa, I mean, that's brutal. What the Japanese did when they colonized Korea was just horrific. They essentially tried to wipe out their culture completely. Korea, the language was, was banned. You weren't allowed to speak Korean. They, they, they ruined their landmarks. Uh, I'll, it's a family show. I understand a bunch of kids are listening, so I'll spare you the details on what Korean women went through. It was not fun. It was not good. Uh, the men were sent off to slave labor. It was really bad. Okay, so that was that was pre-World War II. Post-World War II, obviously we win. 
Japan gets bounced. We agreed, we came to an agreement, a very controversial agreement post-war, to let Stalin and the communists have influence over this much of the world, and then we would have influence over this much of the world, that kind of thing. Well, we split up Korea. The communists had the North, South Korea had the South. And I'll wrap this up. I'll wrap up this little history thing here in just a minute. And then we'll get back to Robert Malone. We got Lisa Booth. We got me under fire. We'll take some phone calls. 877-377-4373 and much, much more. But do you enjoy that story about William Windrich? Did it make you say something to yourself like, man, what a man. Dude, that's a man right there. I I know it did because that's what it does to everybody. You read these stories and you think, man, that's the kind I want to be. That's the kind of guy I want my sons to be. Fellas, we're getting older. I know we are. Every single day, we're getting older. I'm 40 now. I ain't 20 anymore. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low. We can't afford that right now. It is time for men to be stronger and more men than they've ever been. Right now, go to Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. It's not an injection. It's not chemicals. It's not medical filth natural herbal supplements from an American company that actually loves this country and knows we need men back. I recommend their Chuck Daily and their Tomcat 100. Those are the two I take. I take them every single day. Go to choq.com and use the code JESSE for 50% off. choq.com, code JESSE. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I warned you that I was going to geek out on a little bit of history. I warned everybody, Chris. Look, I can warn people, all right? I got. I knew I was going to get off on a tangent on Medal of Honor Monday, and I am. And I'll get to your calls in a little bit. 877-377-4373. But back to Korea. In case you missed it, I was just doing just a brief little overview of what happened in Korea because the Medal of Honor citation was really cool. Guys fighting his way back to a hilltop. Okay, so Korea had been colonized by Japan. Post-Korean War, no more. The communists had the northern part. The free countries basically had influence over the southern part. In case you're wondering how they got to the parallel, the 38th parallel, uh, they just made it up. Someone just looked and said, oh, that looks like a good spot, and wham, that's where they threw it down. So it doesn't actually mean anything. Well, remember, how much do we talk about American communists and how they always move forward and how they'll go after something else you love and then something else you love and something else that wouldn't even occur to you or me? They're going after math now. Math isn't communist enough. And you and me, we wake up and we think, what? Math? I never would have imagined. Of course you don't imagine. But remember this. The communist doesn't look at anything, nothing, and says to himself, oh, I should leave that alone. I'm not going there. So, boom, they go in. I believe it was Kim Il-sung, if I remember right. I'm doing this off the top of my head. Yes, that's the grandfather of the current jerk in charge of North Korea. Kim Il-sung, a committed communist, charges into South Korea. And there's something about the older communists you should probably understand. Like Mao. And boy, this is pain me to say it because Mao may be the worst human being who ever lived. They were actually really, really good fighters. Very, very good fighters. A lot of our Marines, like the Marine Raiders you love 
from the Pacific War, the guys who were over there killing Japanese, all these guerrilla tactics, you know, all the fancy movie stuff, knife in between your teeth, all that stuff. Guess where they learned those guerrilla fighting tactics? From Mao in China. They were just really good at it. And so Kim, Kim Il-sung invades South Korea. It's a big deal. They're winning. They're about to win completely. The U.S. decides to land behind them more towards North Korea and then just start taking over. And we did. We landed. We landed. And by the way, it should be noted, this is just supposed to be a U.N. action. We handled the bulk of the work, but there were other countries involved, like the South Koreans who may or may not have um, run into some landmines on the beaches. And they took their North Korean prisoners and they simply stood them in a line and marched them forward as a way to <clears throat> clear out the landmines. Turned out to be very effective, extremely effective. Not, not many of the, the prisoners made it, but you understand what I'm talking about, a brutal war. Which brings us to Douglas MacArthur. Now, I, there are going to be people listening to the sound of my voice right now who love Douglas, Douglas MacArthur. I despise the man, just, just a heads up. I already dislike officers in general anyway. I realize there are some great ones. A good officer I would follow into hell and back, but most of them are useless idiots. Uh, MacArthur really epitomized this, loved himself. He got a bunch of Marines killed on Peleliu when they shouldn't have even ever landed on Peleliu. He's the one who wanted to prosecute this war in Korea, and he never spent a night in Korea. He decided to live in his mansion back in Japan the whole time while, while Marines and Army guys were dying. And that, that kind of thing really that grades on me a lot. So we end up, we, okay, so we, we split Korea in half. We've got the commies on the run. MacArthur lobbies Congress and basically says, hey, let me keep going. I'll take all of North Korea. We charge into North Korea. And believe me, I'm paraphrasing on this. Don't worry. I am going to give you a whole history podcast on this. I'll go into a lot more depth on it. We charge North into North Korea. Mao already had seen this coming. He already had hundreds of thousands of Chinese troops pouring into North Korea to wait for us. But here's the deal. Mao could not hope to match our military firepower. We're, I mean, we're up there with the, as you can imagine, it's America. We have the most modern planes and tanks, and we have the most modern uh, weapons. We have, we have supply, no supply issues whatsoever. Our guys are eating good. Life is good, right? We have trucks. We have everything. What does Mao have? Nothing. It's a communist country. His country sucks. And he, I mean, they were open about it in China. They were open about, you use the, the quote, lowest people in your society for your troops. You don't take your best guys. You just throw the little guys out there for cannon fodder. So they didn't care about their poor guys at all. But Mao also, remember, scumbag as he was, he was good at combat. He knew he could use that to his advantage. So what they did is they were pouring in North Korea. They traveled at night and they slept during the day. They would cover themselves with white blankets in the snow. They would tie themselves standing up to trees. They would sleep in train tunnels. They would do whatever they could do to make sure air reconnaissance, which we had. We were always flying over. We never saw any troops in mass. They were traveling at night, sleeping during the day, pouring all these troops into South and into uh, over I mean, into North Korea. Basically, I can I could break down all the all the stuff for you, but I'm not going to bother. MacArthur, seeing glory as he always was, tells the Marines push north, and there were army guys involved too. There were Marines and army. Tells guys, push north. The Marine commander is saying, uh, I don't think we should be pushing north. Hey, we, sh- we should slow down. Uh, we're already getting rumors. They were getting all kinds of intelligence that the Chinese were pouring down in there and MacArthur was ignoring it. 
Eventually, they get up to a place called Chosen Reservoir. It's a man-made lake. Actually, the Japanese put it in for power. The Japanese, when they were there, had engineered it and put it in for power. And it was freezing. All of a sudden, temperature drops. And again, 10, 20 below zero. So already the guys can't, they can't function. Guys had to pee on their weapons to get them to start. They had to start fires underneath the tanks to get the tanks to start. The, the only advantage to it was you could get shot and you wouldn't bleed to death because the blood would freeze and coagulate. Uh, what is that word? Coagulate, I believe it is. Right there on your skin. Is that the word, Chris? It's not it. What is it? Coagulate. That's what I said pretty much, Chris. What I said was basically that. Anyway, that was the law. That's the overview of the Korean War. So when I read you that Medal of Honor citation about some guy in the middle of a hilltop, understand that, you know what? You know what? I'm going to do just a little bit more on this after I talk to Lisa Booth. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm in a mood. I'm going to do a little bit more on it just to drive that point home. First, we're going to talk to Fox News' Lisa Booth next. Yes, we're going to talk to her about hummus. But we're going to talk about vaccines and Dr. Robert Malone and and Dr. Fauci and, and all the problems going on right now in the world. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now is my friend Lisa Booth, Fox News' very own Lisa Booth and host of The Truth with Lisa Booth. Lisa, first and foremost, why don't the Beach Boys get more respect? The Beach you know, I don't know. I've actually never really been, like, a huge Beach Boy fan. Oh. Are you t- see this is, this is is this conversation over? Yeah, this is a bald faced lie because if we were to play Beach Boys right now, you would enjoy it. You just don't want to tell people you enjoy it. That's the truth, and you know no, it. I I have no shame. So if I liked it, I would I would go to bed. I would I I don't dislike it. It's just I I could not. I don't think there's ever been a time in my entire life where I've been like, play that Beach Boys song. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, look. but like, I'm not a get, like, if it was playing, I wouldn't go to lengths to turn it off. It's exactly. Just, it's see, right now, you, that, you, like, you see, you want me to continue this song, but you know what? We're not going to because we have too much to go into right now. <laughs> Robert Malone, obviously, I know you've seen the 10,000 clips of his Joe Rogan interview, and I'm playing some on my show tonight, and that's, that's, they're jaw-dropping. I mean, some of the things that the inventor of mRNA comes out and says is jaw-dropping. We know that. What blows me away still, Lisa, is we have expert after expert, person after person coming out and saying these things, and still a huge percentage of the population just slams their eyes shut and stuffs their fingers in their ears, and they won't believe it. Why? Because they got duped, right? I mean, like, what percentage of the population do you think went out and got the vaccine because people like Joe Biden, Fauci, the CDC director, Rachel Maddow, whoever else told them, if you go out, you get vaccinated, you're not going to get COVID. I mean, literally, what percentage do you think of the people who got it? I, I bet, like, a, like, maybe even half, if not more, and particularly young people got it because they thought, okay, you know what? I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to pass it on to other people. So I'm going to go out and do this thing. They got duped. And then now what we're seeing is obviously it doesn't matter if you got vaccinated. Everyone's getting COVID left and right, right? Like it doesn't matter where you live. doesn't matter if you got the booster. Everyone's getting it. Everyone's going to get it. And so I think they got duped. So they're still like, they have to hang on to something so they don't feel like, you know, that they, they, they got like, 
uh, what's the right, you know, I'm trying to think of the right word, but so that they don't feel stupid, right. For, for listening. And then I, I don't I don't want to curse. Cause I guess I got in trouble last time on your show. I guess I cursed. I don't know. You did. You did. You, you <laughs> dropped an, you dropped an S bomb. You, you dropped an S bomb right there on the show. You did. You did. No, well, did I really? You did. Well, I was you... going to say another word, but then I'm like, now I'm afraid to say this word because I don't like, I don't know if that's, if I'm going to get in trouble again. Well, Lisa, I mean, I, I mean, are you unable to get through a 10-minute conversation without saying potty words? Because it doesn't sound like you are. Lisa, it doesn't sound like you are. I, now I'm embarrassed for myself. <laughs> these people got bamboozled. There we go. We'll go with that. The bamboozled. Well, yeah, but I mean, I've been bamboozled before. People people get suckered in. I've dated redheads. I'm, I'm willing to admit that I've, <laughs> that I've screwed up. Everyone, everyone screws up at some point in time. Why is that such a hard thing for the human for the human mind to just come around to? I, I, everyone gets screwed over. Everyone, everyone gets fooled. It happens to everybody. There's a reason so many scammers are out there. So we're going to continue to drown as a nation just because we have too much pride to say, hey, I screwed up. See, I don't think it's pride. It's like I think it's hard to admit when you're in a cult. And like that's what has happened, right? Like I think you I think so many people have subscribed to this like you know, the branch of Covidians, this like it's it's because they're they are like empty in their lives. They don't have religion. They don't have people who love them. Like they don't have they're not fulfilled in their life. And so they've like latched on to this COVID stuff to make them feel worthy in life, right? Like I wear two masks. I got all three. I'm, I'm, you know, like Rachel or what's her face, Nicole Wallace being like, I'm thrice vaccinated and I wear a mask <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'm still, right. It's like, it's like, it, cause she sucks, right? Like who likes her? Like she's a terrible person. This is someone who worked on the campaign threw everyone under the bus, completely disloyal. Like who likes someone like, like someone like that has to be miserable in life. You know, like, I don't know if she's married. I bet she's a terrible, like, right. Like someone like that, who wants to be around someone like that? So she's probably miserable in her life. So she's lashing on to having something to like basically make herself feel worthy. That's self-righteous that she's more self-important. She's better than other people. Right. And so people like that are never going to admit it because what else then what gives them worth in life? What gives them value? What make, what, what can they hang over other people's heads to make them feel like they're better? Speaking with Lisa Booth, Fox News' Lisa Booth. Speaking of unlikable hags, uh, you were recently being, I don't know if the recruited is the right way to say it, but The View was after you to come sit down with those feral hogs on that show and give them a different perspective. Now, that's network TV. That's, that's a big career opportunity for you. You said no. What happened? Well, I just can't because you have to get vaccinated because Disney owns ABC. And so you have to be vaccinated to go on the show. And, you know, everyone knows I didn't get the vaccine. I'm, I got COVID. I'm fine. I didn't die, which is the whole point of me picking the I'm still standing song as my intro songs. I'm still here, much to the dismay of, you know, a lot of people. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> and so my whole thing was, why am I going to get a vaccine? That I don't that I don't need, and I know I didn't need it statistically because I'm young and healthy, and so I knew I would not die if I got COVID. As you know, Exhibit A, right? Still alive on the phone with you, and so so why am I going to get a vaccine that I don't need that isn't going to stop me from getting COVID or giving it to the other you know whole co-host just to get this job to satisfy some like you know insane thought process, this like psychosis that has taken over the country. Like I just couldn't do it. 
And, I, and, you know, and then, too, like, who am I? How can I come out and take these stances and try to stand up for people who are getting fired from their jobs who have the same thought process as me or who have prior infection who don't need the vaccine or just have questions about a vaccine? I mean, they just banned the guy who created it. You think he would have something to offer to the conversation. Like, it's weird that they're trying to force everyone to get these mRNA vaccines. Like, I think it's truly bizarre. But so, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that just for a job, right? And then, like, I'd be a complete sellout to go out there, take a position, and then fold the second an opportunity comes about, even if it's a good one. So, like, I just, I can't do that. And then the irony, of course, is that there was just an announcement today that Sunny and uh, Whoopi just had COVID, <laughs> and they and they're boosted. <laughs> So, like, how'd that work out for them, right? Like, really, did that do much to stop them from getting COVID and spreading it to, you know, God knows who else? So, it's just, it's like, it's, it's all just so stupid. And I just think I'm not going to play along with it. It's just, it's too dumb. And well, I don't care what the consequences are. Well, I respect it. I respect it. I know the audience respects it. Lisa, what are you having for dinner tonight? Um, so, I actually had the other half of an omelet that I had this morning. Hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, you... Does this offend you? <laughs> you won. You saved an omelet you had from this morning. Lisa, do you? We were just having dinner, a big group of us, a couple nights ago. If you need some money, you could have just asked. You <laughs> saved an omelet. Do I have that dinner, right? Which is very nice. Yeah, I did. I did pay for dinner, omelet. and now I'm glad I did because clearly your credit card would have bounced. What? 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 what maybe what, I should have taken the view job. Yes, maybe you should have taken the. You know what? Let's talk about your vaccine vaccine status another time. And then I'd be buying you dinner. <laughs> Lisa Booth, thank you so much. Dinner. Be good. Thanks, Jesse. Take care. Chris? I mean, everyone knows you're as cheap as they come, and everyone knows why. Um, would you reheat an omelet? Except just make another omelet. You know, some people are like that, though. But I'll tell you, that's one of the things I need to get better at. Like, I have certain things I love to reheat. Uh, spaghetti. Everyone knows spaghetti is better reheated than originally. Every single person, every everyone knows that. Pasta in general is better, I think, reheated because then the flavors, they get to know each other. or They get to know in a day or two. They got to get together for a while, right? The marriage is stronger after 20 years, Chris. But an omelet? I mean, an egg, an egg costs like 15 cents. You know what? We're not going to go into that right now. I'm going to continue after this. I'm going to get back to the Robert Malone stuff. Obviously, I'm going to finish up the Korean War stuff. I'll get to some emails. I'm under fire by the communists and much, much more. But first, how's your MyPillow stuff working out? You have any idea how many emails I get of people who got their MyPillow stuff as I was telling you to do and started handing them out as Christmas gifts and they were huge hits my pillow is awesome. And not just because, you know, my, Mike Lindell's awesome and because your stuff is made in America and and because the company actually believes what you believe. That's putting your money where your morals is. It's awesome because it's a unique gift for people. It's unique and it's quality every time. Every single time. Michael here, he gave somebody slippers. Guess what? Hasn't taken them off yet. The slippers, the slippers are amazing. And right now, by the way, there's a deal. The original my pillow that was sixty nine ninety eight, it's nineteen dollars and ninety eight cents. You will sleep like a baby, and there's a money back guarantee until March first of next year. Go to mypillow.com and use the promo code Jesse and get the original my pillow for nineteen ninety eight. Mypillow.com promo code Jesse. I've got a 
Jesse Kelly. You're listening to the Jesse Kelly Show. Grabs a hold of me tightly, flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't it know. is the Jesse Kelly Show. You know they try to say Vanilla Ice ripped off Queen with that beat. Isn't that crazy? It sounds totally different. That <laughs> is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget tonight on my TV show. I got Dave Bratt coming on. Dave Bratt. You know what? I've got to get on him. I've got to get on the radio show with him, Chris. Uh, wait, I said that wrong. I've got to get him on the radio show. Look, it's a complicated sentence, right? Not everyone can say it. I've got to get him on the radio show. He's uh, at Liberty University. He's the dean of business over there. But he's one of these guys. He just thinks just like we do, and he's all over the communist Chinese. He's really, really, really good at that. I mean, look. It's not like he's the only one who's all over the communist Chinese. Let's do remember Dr. Fauci had this little slip up over the weekend. We had a collaboration with some Chinese com- uh, Chinese uh, scientists. <laughs> I love that. And hey, look, we had to collaborate with some Chinese communist uh, science, science people, just scientists. <laughs> Derpal. All right. I promised I would finish a couple uh, Korean War thoughts. This is going off the Medal of Honor Monday. I said I was going to do a little history. It ends. Okay, I went a little long on some history, Chris. I'm sorry. And then I'll get to some emails and why I'm under fire and back to the Robert Malone stuff, back to the Korean War. I can't recap everything I've already recapped. It'll take too long. But just know our guys get stuck up north. They're up in Chosen Reservoir, a man-made reservoir. And... There are all these, it's, it's high all around the reservoir, right? This is a mountainous area. And so guys have to go up and secure various high points. Only here's the thing about high points. There ain't room for everybody. You've only got so much room on these high points, so many places you can go up there. So these guys, our guys, yours and my guy, our guys, they went up there. And they would take a platoon or a company or however much they could fit up there. So maybe that's 50 guys. Maybe it's 100 guys. You know, but whatever they could fit up there, they, could, they would take them up to these high points and they would make them dig in. You have to dig in, right? And only the ground's frozen. So you'd be chiseling away at this ground trying to get down. And then the Chinese would attack at night. And they would attack in waves. And I mean waves because they don't, they're communists. They're disgusting scumbag communists. So they don't have any regard for human life. And our guys would be dug in. And again, you're sitting up there with 30, 40, 50 of your buddies is all. And the Chinese are coming in waves. And they would, they would signal their attacks lots of the time with these bugles or whistles or bells. So you're sitting there freezing to death in the mountains. Freezing. You can't feel your hands. You can't feel your feet. Your, your, your nose is getting frostbite. I mean, guys had to have their noses cut off. And it's dark. You can't see. And all of a sudden, you hear a bugle. And a bunch of communist Chinese are charging you, bayonets attached, in waves. In waves. And they would get by. They, because there were so many, you couldn't kill them all. And they were chopping them all down with machine guns and you couldn't get them. They'd get into the foxholes and you'd be fighting them with bayonets and knives. And they'd be behind you. In some cases, guys would have to turn their weapons around and fire back into their own men because so many Chinese had gotten through. I'm telling you, if you have not looked into the Korean War, that may, Chris, remind me. When they finally get this new studio built, do we have a date on that? You know what? Forget about it. When they finally get the new studio built, which is being built, I promised you I was going to bring back the history podcast, hopefully once a week, but they are coming back. My first one might be on the Korean War right now. It's just, it's amazing. Look into the Korean War, all right? 
All right, let's get to a couple emails, and then I'll get back to Robert Malone. Shogun, my father died in 2018, and believe it or not, I'm grateful for it. He had a stroke. I got the call and was on a plane within 12 hours from L.A. to D.C. Me and my brother got to sit by his side, hold his hand, and say goodbye. If it had happened two years later during the lockdown, I probably would have found out via text and never had those final important moments. Stay frosty and stop talking trash about Mississippi pot roast. It's it's Chuck slow cooked in butter and ranch, and you'll eat a pound of it without even noticing. He said his name is Paul. Well, I mean, let's talk about this. Look, let's let's have hard talk about what the government did. Let's talk about sitting by your father's side, your mother's side. Listen to Robert Malone here. The government has literally stopped the distribution of medicine. Sure. effective medicine for a disease that exists currently uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were off-label uses this is something that has emergency use it's authorization only... this is wild are they trying to just encourage vaccination vaccination is that what all it is is I, this a money grab so here's another version that when you see this kind of decoupling of, of public policy from logic then it causes thinking people like yourself to say what the hell's going on here and then we go down the rabbit hole, is it this, that, or the other thing? One of the things in that spectrum of what's going on is the emergency use authorizations are predicated on policy determinations that were in a state of emergency. Those are now two years old. They're expiring. There is, I'm not saying this is what's going on in their head, but there is another perverse incentive here to amplify the fear porn and to, if you buy into the hypothesis that for some reason there are incentives for the government to maintain the state of emergency that is one explanation given that those declarations are expiring and will have to be re-implemented if because if they're not you understand what he's saying there when joe rogan is asking him that was of course from joe rogan's show when joe rogan is asking him uh why did they why did they stop why did they stomp on all these treatments i mean do we we talked about hard truths earlier in the show, and I teased this. I realized it was a while ago, but the ultimate hard truth, the people who run this country are evil. I mean, it's not, it's not unique to have politicians who are idiot or idiots or corrupt or whatnot. I want you to make sure you understand. I want to make sure everybody understands this. There are several different ways you can treat or attack or try to prevent coronavirus. There are smart doctors who say it all the time. There's the vaccine, if that's your thing. There's uh, a lot of doctors. Doctors. Ivermectin. A lot of doctors talk about hydroxychloroquine. I'm not an expert. I don't know anything about these, but these are doctors and nurses who talk to me all the time. I treated patients successfully with this, successfully with that. I, there are all kinds of, there, like several diseases, there are several different ways to go after it. Are we prepared to, to swallow a hard truth that our, not just government, media, everybody, they took every potential treatment and they stopped it and they let people die on purpose just so they could win an election. People didn't get to sit by their father's bedside. People watched their mothers die in a hospital bed for political power in your country. I'm not done on this. Hang on a second first. We have Joe Biden out there today talking about inflation. He's talking about specifically about meat prices and all these other things because these numbers are crushing people. 
I think it's important we all do understand, though, it's not that it's bad now, although it is bad now. It's going to get worse. Everything they're doing is flat out telling you it's going to get worse. Have you called Oxford Gold Group yet? I don't want you to do anything drastic. I want you to make one phone call and get some gold delivered to your front door. Oxford Gold Group delivers gold to your front door. Not a piece of paper saying you own some. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell them Jesse told you to call. When you tell them that, they'll take good care of you. I promise. I know these guys. They're awesome. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Oxford Gold Group. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get back to the Robert Malone stuff here in just a second, but we have to, we have, to have a chat first. You see, there is what's real, and there's what people perceive to be real. And this is what I mean. You remember that that hit I did on Tucker Carlson's show a few weeks ago. Chris, if you don't mind, dig up that hit I did on Tucker Carlson's show from a couple weeks ago so people know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to play it for you here in just a second. Chris will find it for you. It's only a couple minutes long. When I was going off about the military and 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 all that other stuff about the Chinese skulls and, the, and, and, and whatnot. Don't worry, we'll get it for you in just a second. But I went on Tucker Carlson's show, and I went off about how our military is focused on all the wrong things. They are screwing absolutely everything up. Uh, we are going to lose a major war because we're unfocused. We're worried about being focused on this and worried about being focused on that. And uh, Are we gay-friendly enough, or do we have enough women here? Do we have an, uh, the, the, going off about all these things? And I spoke about it very plainly. I spoke about it extremely plainly. So you have it, Chris, already? All right, Chris has it. Chris, if you don't mind, play them for us. Just to recap for anybody who missed it, this is what I said a few weeks ago. Jesse, really simple. Do you think the key to remaining competitive with the Chinese military is more gender advisors? Oh, there's no question, Tucker. I mean, China right now and Russia, they're both testing hypersonic missiles that can turn New York City to ash. Uh, Russia is actually developing and has developed satellites that can push our satellites out of orbit and completely cripple our military. Our military, though, they're focused on the important things. We want to focus on climate change, and we definitely have to make sure there are enough tampons in the restrooms at the Pentagon. That's kind of what they're saying. I mean, there's a psychological term for this where there's a massive real threat that you can't deal with, so you scurry off and deal with imaginary threats to make yourself feel in control. That kind of feels like what we're watching. Well, what we're watching is the destruction of the U.S. military, and what we're going to end up seeing, Tucker, is thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Americans die. That's Those are the stakes right. of the game we're playing here. We don't need a military that's woman-friendly. We don't need a military that's gay-friendly, with all due respect to the Air Force. We need a military that's flat-out hostile. We need a military full of type A men who want to sit on a throne of Chinese skulls. But we don't We don't have that now. We, we can't even get women off of naval vessels. That should be step one, but most of them are already pregnant anyway. So this Grady character who's going to leverage things in the ecosystem was just confirmed today. So you wonder about our political leaders who oversee our military by definition. Are they not interested in defending the country? 
No, they don't have any love of country. Tucker, you and I have talked about this privately a hundred times and on your show a hundred times. That's really the problem that plagues America. Our admirals now, too, our generals, our politicians who appoint these people, everything is political. The United States right. military to them is a way to do woman outreach or gay outreach. They, they, don't, they don't even consider looking at the military and protecting America because they don't give a crap about America. They're going to sit and blood suck it for every dime they can and then pass it on to their useless kids to do the same thing once they're gone. Oh, he's so smart, Chris. What? He's so smart. No. And I, okay, so that, that was what happened in case you missed it. That was what happened on Tucker. And the communists, you remember how mad they were about it. The actual communists in China, the Chinese communists were mad about it. They were printing headlines in their state-run media going after me. I've had all these death threats and whatnot. It's been terrific. And the American communists have been mad ever since. And last week I was on vacation. Just the beach vacation in Florida. Nothing fancy. We're just sitting out, sitting down on the beach, relaxing. Somebody puts me on the cover of Yahoo. Yahoo's this gigantic news site. And this is what it says. Conservative radio show host Jesse Kelly is now under fire for controversial comments deemed by critics as racist, sexist, and homophobic. And here's, here's a disadvantage the communist has. And it's important the right realizes this is a disadvantage he has because the right doesn't realize this at all. See, the communist has many advantages. We don't have to belabor the, the point right now. I've talked about him a thousand times. It's re- his religion. He, he eats, sleeps, and breathes it. He's always moving forward, all those things. But a huge disadvantage the communist has is this. In America, because they hold every single cultural pillar now, they own them all, media, education, everything. If you're a communist now, like the idiot who wrote this article, you live in a bubble and you never have to confront an alternative viewpoint ever. Like you, you're a person on the right. You get even if you turned off the news and turned off social media and didn't go to college, you would get blasted with communist propaganda if you watched a football game, if you went to the movies. It's everywhere you turn. All your entire life is taking it on. If you're them, when do they ever have to hear a voice like yours, a voice like mine? They never do. So their bubble has become their weakness. Jesse Kelly is under fire for communist con- er, for controversial comments. Under fire? I was relaxing on a beach. I'm almost positive when this article dropped, I had a pina colada in my hand. Uh, under fire? Don't say anything about pina coladas, Chris. You're allowed to have one when you're at the beach. You're allowed to have one at the beach, Chris, because it feels tropical. You know what? We're not going into this right now. Why was I under fire? From from who? iHeart giving me a call? Jesse, we're mad about it. Nope, they never do. Never have told me what to say ever or what not to say. They don't care. <laughs> they got to get mad because I have an opinion. They love it. Uh, my TV company. Remember, I have a show on the first TV every night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's on tonight. Again, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, oh, I forgot to tell you, I did get a text from my boss as soon as this article dropped that had me on the front page of Yahoo. You know what he said to me? It was pretty dark. He said, oh, man, that's awesome. Did you see you made the front page of Yahoo? But in the, in the communist's mind, and you're going to run into this in your life too. This isn't, just, this isn't me we're talking about here. They whip themselves up into a frenzy. And they send all these communist hordes at you online, all these email death threats we showed up to today, sorting through, you're a communist, I'll come kill you, all, the, all, the, all this other stuff. They whip themselves into this online frenzy, and they throw everything they have at you. 
and they're so stuck in this bubble that they think that's the real world. Well, if you're on the right and you don't realize that's not the real world, you can get caught in that trap too. I tell people on the right all the time now, yes, there's such a thing as cancel culture and people being canceled, but there's also a huge deal of you're allowing yourself to be canceled. Why am I under fire? Because communists are mad? Communists, let me explain something to you because I know a bunch of you hate listening to the show. And I realize this is going to sound different, so get ready, okay? Get, get your pearls ready to clutch. You ready for this? I want you to hate me. The more you hate me, the happier I am. The angrier you are, the happier that makes me. Because listen, you're ready for you got really ready for this one. I hate you. I despise communism. Oh, I've done all the reading. I consume as much information on it as possible. The death and misery and demonic evil that comes along with communism is unlike anything I have ever seen in the history of the world. It's worse than the stuff Genghis Khan did. It is. It is that bad. I despise what you believe. I hate it with the fire of a thousand suns. I wake up every single day, and the greatest joy I have, with the exception of my family, is making you miserable. I want to be under fire from you every single day. It does nothing but make my day. When I finally die, whether that's tonight once I'm off the air and I get splattered on the highway, or 80 years from now, I don't want nice things said to me about everyone. I want you to throw parades in the streets because I'm finally gone and out of your life. I hate you, and I want you to hate me. So don't ever think you're going to send these hordes into my email, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, or all these threats, or or call my boss, or, or anything. Don't think that day's ever going to come where you're going to make me back off or bow down or apologize or feel under fire. Every single word I said on Tucker Carlson is true. You know it's true. That's why you're mad about it. These disgusting losers are tearing through every single part of this country, and they're doing it on purpose. They're destroying the military on purpose. They're destroying the schools, have destroyed the schools on purpose. They destroyed Hollywood on purpose. They destroyed the NFL on purpose. They destroyed the Boy Scouts on purpose. They destroyed all of it, and they did it on purpose, and they've existed for far too long with this weak, pathetic right that was too scared of being called mean and didn't want to call them out on it. I don't want you to think I'm nice. I want you to think I'm the meanest person who ever walked the planet because I know exactly what your plans are for me. I know exactly what you would do to me and my family if you were allowed. I know what you would do to every decent family in this country if you were allowed to do so. I know if you were legally allowed to, you would send a gang to my house tonight and have me crucified on my garage door and you'd take pictures of it if you were allowed to do it. You would. You would. But look, I want you to hate me. I want you to hate me, all right? Now and forever, remember that. You better hate me. All right, now that I got done with that, I got that off my chest. We can get back to some Robert Malone stuff here in just a second. Oh, one more thing on that. One more thing on that. I hate the companies you love, too. I hate these companies who are out there pushing your filth every single day. 
I hate this disgusting, perverted filth I see on the television set every day. When I tell you about switching mobile companies, when I tell you to, to switch to something like Pure Talk, that's why. It's not about the money savings. Yes, I, I am thrilled that Pure Talk saves families a fortune, an absolute fortune. I'm tired of the filth I see from Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile and all these mobile companies. It disgusts me, and I'm done sending my money to companies like that. When I found out about Pure Talk, I did backflips. CEOs of Vietnam veteran. They're patriots. They believe just what you and I believe. And yeah, same network as the big guys. You're not sacrificing service. An American customer service. You call and talk to an American. How nice is that? From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm going to get back to Robert Malone here in just a second. I'll get back to some more of your emails. Chris, uh, Dana Bash was on CNN, and she was interviewing Dr. Fauci and I thought it was an interesting little interview. I just thought it I just thought it raised an interesting question. How should vaccinated and boosted people behave? Can they go into a restaurant, eat safely indoors right now? You know, when you're having such a I call it a tsunami of infections, Dana, we are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted who are getting breakthrough infections. So when you're in a situation where you have so many infections going out, the thing that you want to say is that if you want to do things like that, better do them in a setting where you know the people around you are vaccinated and boosted. I just I have I have a quick question here before we get back to Robert Malone and the emails and whatnot. I just real, real quick question: Why does the vaccine need everyone else to be vaccinated for it to work? Is that it? No, you know what? Let's just move on, Chris. Let's move on. Let's go back to Robert Malone and what we were talking about, about the true evil nature of the people who run this country. Because I want you to remember something before I, before I play some more here. I want you to remember right when coronavirus got here, there were doctors and nurses. I know several of them, actually, who were coming out on camera and saying, hey, I have treated coronavirus patients with hydroxychloroquine very successfully. I'm not, ca- I'm not campaigning for that, by the way. I don't know anything enough, anything about it. I'm not a scientist. But they were saying, hey, this guy had it. I treated him. It worked. Boom. Ban. Social media accounts. Ban. Banned off YouTube. We had, we had politicians out there saying, don't you dare use this stuff. You had doctors coming out already right away saying, oh, ivermectin. I've used ivermectin. It works really good. Boom. Banned. Silenced. I mean, you understand what that means. You understand that these people were perfectly okay watching your loved ones drown in their own lung fluid as long as it meant they could win an election for money and power? That doesn't mean we have idiots in charge or bad people in charge. That's evil. If, you, if your mother was laying there in a hospital bed drowning in her own lung fluid and some doctor comes up and says, hey, here's a bottle of uh, hydroxychloroquine. I'm going to treat her with this. It's worked before. And you say, yes, doctor, give it to her. And I run up to him and I snatch the bottle away and say, nope, you're not allowed. Am I wrong or am I evil? I say that's truly, truly evil. People have just decided 
because they're scared and because they want a solution that the pharmaceutical companies have their best interests at heart and that they're not these machines that are designed to make money. And they, they sell drugs and the drugs are often beneficial, but their main goal is to make money. And if they can fudge the data, if they can move the numbers around, if they can delete negative consequences. Pfizer is one of the most criminal pharmaceutical organizations in the world based on their past legal history and fines. What do those fines include? Bribing physicians. It is a cost-benefit analysis in the pharmaceutical industry about misbehavior. They are not grounded in the ethical principles that you and I, as average people, believe in. They don't live in that world. As you appropriately point out, they are about profit, return on investment. And the overlords that own them, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, etc., these large, massive funds that are completely decoupled from nation states, have no moral core. They have no moral purpose. Their only purpose is return on investment. That was, again, Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA. That was him on the Joe Rogan experience. Funny how much trouble these companies have been in before. And remember, I'm not anti-medicine. I prefer natural stuff, but I'm not anti-medicine. I'm full, I fully acknowledge the, the wonders medicine has done, but... Doesn't it creep you out to know that they said, no hydroxychloroquine, no ivermectin, have to get the vaccine, and then the vaccine companies proceeded to do things like this? Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference, brought to you by Pfizer. CNN. You get the idea. You get the idea. Why? What's what's running this country? Who are what kind of people are running this country now? Have you sat and unpacked it? When you sit back and think about it, when you sit and think that we got a deadly disease that hit our shores and it started killing old people and killing fat people and already right off the bat, boom, anyone who suggested any treatment at all. They were shouted down and shot down immediately because the system wanted a lot of people to die while Donald Trump was president so they could get him out. Do you realize how truly evil that is? How awful that you watched people die. I mean, how many 15,000 plus in New York alone? How many people lost their mothers, fathers, grandpas, grandparents, husbands, wives, and no, it's not 800,000. We're not idiots here. I don't play these games. 800,000 people died with corona. They didn't die from it. But it was still a lot. It's still every life matters. It's still a real disease. And they took any potential treatment and they just snatched it away from people and watched them die. And these are not, these are not some scumbag criminal you, you would picture as a crook on the street. You know, black ski mask on or something like that. Pistol in his hand. Give me your wallet. These are our most highly educated, successful people in society. These are our doctors. These are our politicians. These are our business leaders. These are the people who hold up a country. These are the people who hold up a culture. If the people who hold up our culture now are so evil, they'll watch us die for power and money. What's our obligation to them? Have you thought about that? 
What's your obligation as a citizen now living under these people? I'll tell you. Maybe I had too much time and too many pina coladas on vacation, but I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I'm not done on this. I have another one from Robert Malone that you're going to want to hear. And I'll get to some emails. I'm behind on that. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, I told you it was going to be a fun show tonight. I told you, I've got to get to some emails because I'm so far behind. I was far behind. All right, it's, it's the vacation happened and I got way behind. All right, what, Chris? Chris asked how many news stories I got to. I've gotten to today. Okay, none as of right now. But we're only two and a half hours into the show. I'm going to get to one here any minute now. <laughs> I'm uh, ne- next show, Chris. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to be hyper focused. All right, hyper focused. I'm going to do what everyone does, and I'm just going to read a headline and then react and read a headline and react. It'll be super riveting. Dear Twinkle Allergy Toes, you know that's not nice. Okay, it turned out to be more than allergies. All right, because I had a fever the next day. Jesse, throw us a bone. No, this isn't Kamala Harris. You know that's not right. All right, we want to know how your studio is set up. Is Chris in the same room with you? Does he sit behind glass? He must, otherwise we'd hear them on the microphone. Give your audience a visual description with your sultry voice. Merry Christmas to you and your family, brother, from another mother. P.S. You have three trees in your house? That's two more than I have in my yard. (laughs) Yes, the stupid trees are still up, too. All right, you know what? I didn't realize people actually wanted to know what the studio looked like. Well, I think I should probably elaborate on something here. Let me build this up a little bit. Remember how it, it was just a few years ago I started doing radio. They gave me a 7 o'clock at night show here on the great KPRC in Houston. It was just 7 to 8 o'clock. It was just an hour because they can't risk more than that. What if I get on the air and can't even complete the hour? What if I can't talk or something? They have to cut me off. So this, and, and I sat down and started talking. So I started talking and ended up working out well. So the show, it really, really um, is no nice way to say this. There's no non-arrogant way to say this. The show blew up way faster than any show has any business blowing up. Guys will do radio for 20, 30 years. Great, talented dudes. And they'll never get nationally syndicated. Definitely not get signed by Premier, which is the biggest out there. Well, the show grew faster than the studio space did. Okay? So what happened is there's no room for us here in the studio. So... What it's supposed to be is I'm supposed to be in my own little personal radio studio. And then Chris and Michael, they're supposed to be behind this soundproof glass. And I can see them and they can talk to me through headphones, but, but they're in a separate room, right? So I don't have to smell Chris's breath or anything like that. That's not exactly what we have here. Uh, we're in a little bit of a closet, uh, per se. We're in the same room. Uh, if Chris wants to talk to me, and he does talk to me several times throughout the show, as you've heard, Chris talks to me throughout the show. Uh, he just kind of, boop, mutes everything and talks, and then, boop, see, I do my own sound effects, unmutes me right then and there. That's what it is now. But that's part of the reason they're building us a new studio, so we actually have stuff there. <laughs> we actually have a, like, separate, a professional setup. We're going to be so professional, Chris. It's going to be amazing. All right? Yeah, we are. I can already feel how professional I'm going to be in this new year. Dear the former Oracle. Oh, that hurts. You lost the title of Oracle in the light of your awful take on double stuffed Oreos. 
I agree with your ratio theory when it applied to peanut butter cups, but not with Oreos. You mentioned that regular Oreos constantly outsell double stuffed, but I think we can attribute that to traditions that are passed down from generation to generation. I love my people so much. Folks don't try the double stuffed Oreo out of habit. Same reason they don't ask for extra sauce when ordering a Big Mac. It would change their life, but they don't even think to do it. I want to. I want credit for this brilliant take. So please use my name if you read this email on the air. God bless and Merry Christmas. His name is Johnny Dix, and he swears on his life that's his real name. So I read it. That's his name, Chris. I, it's just that's in his email address, okay? And by the way, how awesome was high school for Johnny Dix? But we're not going into that right now. We're not going into that right now. But let's go back to what Johnny had to say. Don't ever come on here and defend double stuffed Oreos for me. It messes up the ratios. But I will defend Mr. Dix on this one. The Big Mac. Should you walk into a McDonald's and order a Big Mac, people do not realize this. They short you on the cheese and they short you on the sauce. Get extra cheese, extra sauce on your Big Mac. May I also suggest when you do that, you get yourself some extra napkins as well because it is a big old mess, but it is fantastic. You've never gotten extra cheese or extra sauce, Chris? Well, you probably won't because you have to pay for it, but I'm telling you, it is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Chris. So uh, when I was on vacation, you knew I was on this really nice vacation. Everyone wants to hear about it. I'm just kidding. It was just a, a beach hotel in Florida. But when I was on vacation, I went out to dinner with Josh Hammer and Lisa Booth, who was on the show earlier. If you missed that, the whole show is on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. It's all there. And uh, Kyle Kashov. Well, Kyle and Josh are both Jews. So uh, can you even imagine how many jokes I made at their expense when I pulled out the credit card and paid for everybody? (laughs) I was ruthless. I had them in stitches. They had tears coming down their face. No, fellas, please don't reach for your wallet too fast. I got it. I swear. (laughs) Well, I mean, look, I only paid because it was a woman there and two Jewish guys. Who else is going to pay? Jesse. I recently started listening to your podcast and you have converted me from being a far-right conservative to being a far-right anti-socialist. I enjoy your refreshing take on history as it's hard to read or watch anything that isn't tainted by this new breed of anti-offensive, muddy-down historical facts from all these socialists who claim to be historians. Man, that's so true. My question for you is, when your history podcast comes to life, could you do an episode on the Jewish resistance fighters of World War II? Seems like we never hear about this subject, but after reading Ordinary Men, it mentions resistance Jews fighting back. Anyway, Merry Christmas, and I love the show. Yeah, I'm going to do one of those. I, I've done I've done uh, one before on the Warsaw Jewish uprising, the Warsaw Jewish ghetto uprising. It's called different things about the Jews who they were smuggling weapons because they obviously the Nazis didn't allow them to have weapons. They were smuggling weapons into the ghetto and they did a big uprising. And I would recommend you look up that story. I don't know if the podcast is still available on it, but look up the story. Even if mine isn't there, there are a lot of people who tell that story well, but there are a lot of really cool stories of Jews within Nazi occupied Europe. It wasn't always Germany. Oftentimes it wasn't, it was places like Poland or whatnot, who set up basically, I mean, they were just underground guerrilla fighters, straight-up killers. And there are some great stories about that stuff. There are stories, uh, where did I just hear this one? Oh, that Anti-Humans podcast from my buddy uh, Daryl Cooper, the Martyr Maid podcast. 
He had that podcast on anti-humans, the one that is not for your kids. It's about the communist atrocities. And he was talking about one guy. One guy volunteered to go into a death camp. I'm not making that up. There were Jews out there who volunteered to go into concentration camps simply to set up resistance. Dude, there's bravery, and then there's, yeah, I'll go to Auschwitz. Dude, that's that's next-level bravery. Yeah, I will do something on that. I will, actually. I, there's a lot of really cool stuff there. I will. Jesse, I'm a little disappointed how strongly you insisted Kyle go away. That's Kyle Rittenhouse. You say all the time we need to celebrate great men to encourage more to want to be great. I understand your point as far as being concerned with Kyle getting used up and tossed aside, but shooing him away already would be a waste for the greater cause. The commies spread the idea of being a good little commie with a story as ridiculous as Pavel. Why can't we spread the idea of being great and patriotic with a real story of heroism? Look, I actually, I'm not going to say you're wrong there. But when I said I wanted Kyle Rittenhouse to go away, you know I was his biggest supporter and remained his biggest supporter. I think what he did was awesome. Nothing bad about it. Nothing bad about it. A man picks up a weapon and guards what's his. Good. But I wanted him to go away for his sake. I wanted him to go live a normal life. Not get just attacked by every vulture on the right who wanted you know a bunch of listens for their podcast that day. or, or, or what. I just... I. I just want him to be able to live a normal life now. He's been through hell for a year. Thought he was going to be in prison the rest of his life. His mom thought he did. Like I said, go out, go hunting, go fishing, work out, go to school, find a dime, live, live, live the life young men live, all right? That's what I wanted. Now, speaking of young men, you have kids age 7 to 12. How much time, be honest, how much time do your kids spend looking at electronics? And this is not me pointing fingers at you. Because mine spend too much, too. Now, we monitor it strictly, but still, it's too much. But there's something better out there. Have you ever heard of Annie's Genius Box? It's from Annie's Kit Club. What it does, it encourages kids to think. They have to use their imagination and think. And they think in STEM fields, geology, chemistry, aerodynamics, Your kids can build hovercrafts and examine fossils and build robots. And get this, you get one every single month. Every month when you sign up, they'll deliver one to your front door. And kids love these things. They geek out on them. Something for your kids to use their minds. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio and you'll actually save 75% on your first box. That's annieskitclubs.com slash radio. Go now. Get your kids thinking again. Jesse Kelly returns next. the Jesse Kelly show and I'm going to get a couple more emails here and then I'm going to get the headlines I didn't get to but first and foremost please tell me you've gotten some gold by now tell me you called Oxford Gold Group and got some gold by now look they're telling you it Yellen keeps going on TV and saying oh that that whole inflation being transitory thing uh yeah we're, we're ready to retire that word I don't want to be a Debbie Downer about 2022, and I hope it'll, it'll be a good year. But financially, the value of the dollar is not going to do well this year. It's just not. 
Get some gold delivered to your front door from Oxford Gold Group. All right. Again, I've sent my own father there. My own father. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Get them to deliver some gold to your front door. To your front door. Again, not a piece of paper saying you own some gold. We're holding it for you somewhere. They'll deliver real gold to your front door. Nothing drastic. Just 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. All right? couple more emails. To your Jesse the Lionhearted, I thought there was nothing more you could do to elevate your attractiveness until this week. Then you so bravely revealed to us that you were fighting through your allergies to bring us wisdom. You are a hero. I cannot say I understand the physical pain you are enduring, but I maybe tasted a fraction of it giving birth to my three children. Again, I applaud your bravery and heroism. You are an inspiration. Says I can use her name. Her name is Meredith in Colorado. Meredith, yes, you're Birth to three kids was a tiny fraction of what I was going through last week. All right, a tiny fraction of these, what, Chris? These seasonal allergies, they're no joke. All right, they're no joke. And now, here's a headline. By Cole, you know the goal, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Idaho could be the next state to outlaw abortion. Good, good, and not just because... I'm extremely anti-abortion. No matter how you feel about abortion, if you're anti-communist, you should want your state to completely outlaw it because this runs the communists out of your state. Again, no more defense, offense. Pass everything they hate just because they hate it. Make life miserable for them in your area so they flee. The goal is you and I getting to live our lives in a communist-free area. Let them go past that filth around in their own area so we can live in an area with normal people, not these nut jobs. Senate Senate Republicans had better block this Biden judicial nominee. Well, I'm sure they won't. I'm sure they won't. Look, it's it's a disastrous nominee. I'm not going to go into the details of it. But look, Senate Republicans are useless. And I want to point this out to everybody here in the sound of my voice right now. Yes, we know we have November midterms coming up. They're in November, in case you didn't hear, Chris. <laughs> Quit. But we have November midterms coming up. The primaries matter more. Win Republican primaries. Start primarying these losers. Schumer vows to vote on changing the Senate rules if the GOP continues to block efforts. What rules is he talking about? He's talking about ending the filibuster. It will essentially allow the majority to pass whatever they want whenever they want it. This would be the beginning of the end for the United States of America. I actually think this is a gigantic bluff. Democrats have teased this before, and they've not gone through with it because even they know uh, it's probably a bridge too far. That's the good news. The bad news is this. Chuck Schumer ain't going to be around forever. It's not going to be long until this next generation of Democrat takes over, and they will do things like this. Like I said, gird your loins, get to a red area, and buckle down, become an activist, because we got some wild times. Police dog, police set dog on lockdown protester in in Amsterdam. You can actually go look at video of this online. It's not too violent. Your kids can too. But I do think it is funny that this is always, gosh, what was that word they used? It started with a P for the, for the public health. That's what it was for the public health. I'm looking at a picture of a man getting his arm chewed off by a German shepherd. 
with the cops beating him with a baton. And that public health is working out well, isn't it? False positives for rare disorders in prenatal tests lead to abortion of healthy pregnancies. This is my friend Libby Emmons. She wrote this for the post-millennial. I would recommend going to read it. They have all these prenatal tests, and sometimes they'll tell parents, hey, your baby's going to be born with this birth defect or that birth defect or something like that. And parents sometimes will then make the, make the decision to abort that child. I'm telling you, lots and lots of times these tests are wrong. Be careful with what you're going to have to live with the rest of your life. Ocasio-Cortez slammed for claiming Republicans are mad they can't date me. She got busted in Florida. Again, it should be kind of a bigger national story. All these lockdown politicians who go down to Florida all the time now. Nancy Pelosi just bought a big place there. Scumbag loser Phil Murphy, he's the governor of New Jersey, just got back from a vacation there. All the lockdown politicians go to Florida. It's so weird because they're so worried about coronavirus. What are they doing down there? Anyway, she got pictured without a mask on, out eating with her ginger boyfriend, and she said, Republicans all want to date me. That's why they're mad. Just remember, AOC is an actress. An actual actress. For some reason, people do not realize this. She auditioned for the part. The Justice Democrats, this radical communist group, they were looking for someone to challenge an establishment Democrat there. They had auditions. She is an actress and a dancer by trade. She auditioned, and she got it. She's an actress and a very good one. What, Chris? Not that kind of dancer, Chris. Gosh. Afghanistan. Taliban orders beheadings. For shop mannequins. Really cracking down over there, Chris. Although, I'll tell you, I had to walk in a beach shop with the kiddos this weekend. I was in Florida, and I was looking for a sweet hat. Never found one, sadly. But I was looking for a sweet hat. I'll tell you, some of those mannequins, I feel like my boys grew up a little bit. Nancy Pelosi expected to step down next year. I continue to hear this rumor from people I trust in D.C. that Nancy Pelosi is planning on stepping down. She is 9,000 years old. She can't sneeze without her dentures flying across the room. She's about to no longer be Speaker of the House, which she loves to be, and she knows her time has come. These radical young nut jobs are taking over. I do think she steps down. She's indicated she won't, but I do think she steps down and... That may make you happy because, I mean, let's be honest, Nancy Pelosi is just atrocious. You probably shouldn't be as happy about that as you think you are. What comes after Nancy Pelosi? The next generation coming on up? Oh, you thought she was bad. The next generation is really, really bad. Did Gallup end most admired 74-year poll, uh, polling tradition to avoid Trump placing first? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. They all do. Everything's manipulated now. Everything is manipulated against you. American colleges shift to remote learning despite taking millions in coronavirus relief funds. Stop putting your kids in these schools. Get your kids out of these communist institutions and definitely stop sending them six figures in money to get your kid educated there. All right, we'll be back tomorrow to have some more fun. Did you miss me? I missed me. What? Chris and you too. That's all.